0: Hi there. Welcome to episode 11 of the Love Food Podcast. My name is Julie Duffy Dillon. I am a registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I am so glad you're here and connecting with me today. So I want to let you know that I am very grateful to all the new listeners. I know many of you, this is the first time you're listening to the Love Food Podcast, so welcome. And I also want to say a very special thank you to those of you who've been here since the beginning. I really appreciate you too. And I'm so grateful for the feedback you're giving me. I've gotten some letters um, for people who want food to write them back, but I also have gotten letters from people just letting me know how they're experiencing the show and what it's doing for their relationship with food. And I have to tell you, they they feed me tremendously. And here's why. I am used to working with people one-on-one and I am very extroverted. So when I connect with someone in the office, it is um, something that is exciting to me and it feeds me. So when I'm sitting here in front of this little microphone There's very little excitement that it provides. It has this neat little tiny blue light that's kind of pretty. But besides that, it gives me nothing. So when I read the letters, it's kind of like I'm sitting in a session or talking with someone live. So thank you so much for those letters. They really, again, they feed me and keep me energized to plug in the microphone and make more episodes. So um I also want to thank all of you you who've been listening with a fun contest. So what I want to be able to do is I have this really cool body activism kit that I would love to give to someone who takes a screenshot of – subscribing and also uh, rating and review that they leave on iTunes. So if you can go ahead and do that and take a screenshot and just email it to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. Um, the first person who does that after this episode airs will be the person who wins the body activism kit. So I do hope it's you and um, I do appreciate any rating or review that you give and subscribing because that does help the show grow and to be seen by more people, and helps to arm more people against diet culture and disordered eating. This episode today has a letter from someone who's recovering from an eating disorder, yet is feeling exhausted from all of the messages that diet culture brings and um, also the pursuit of a thin ideal. So when someone is recovering from an eating disorder It is really tough to physically and mentally recover, and it's also tough to keep the messages away that could further promote relapse. And if you've never experienced an eating disorder, it may be kind of hard to to really conceptualize what this means. And I do have a metaphor for it. So um, if you've known anyone who has a peanut allergy that is severe um, enough that they have to carry an EpiPen with them everywhere, they go into anaphylactic shock, meaning... If they are exposed to peanuts, maybe even breathe in the air around peanuts, they stop breathing and so need an EpiPen to make sure their airway stays open. So, someone who has that type of peanut allergy, they would never just eat a peanut butter sandwich. Um, They wouldn't even risk it, they would stay like a mile from it. So, someone with an eating disorder, um, someone with a history of one who's in recovery, if they go on a diet, it's just as deadly as someone who has a peanut allergy eating a peanut butter sandwich. So this letter writer today is kind of looking for that line, you know, how close can she go into diet culture and stay safe? So, you know, it's a, it's a really, it's a struggle because our world is saturated with dieting and the pursuit of the thin ideal. So today's episode is helping this letter writer to arm herself, to go out into the world And to stay safe amongst all of these battles of uh, wars against our body. So let's listen to the letter and dive right into the show. Dear food, where do I begin? I hate you. I love you. You nourish me, yet you cause me feelings of utter guilt and shame. Do I sound crazy yet? I have been struggling with an eating disorder for over 10 years. It started out innocent, as it always does. Just wanted to lose a few pounds here and there. But then the weight loss became addicting. Consume less, move more, the weight melted off. Okay, I thought, this is working. Years down the road, I'm faced with a number of health problems. Electrolyte imbalances, the bones of an 80-year-old woman, and I'm only 27. Weakening of my heart muscle low potassium, and oh, did I mention the depression and anxiety? With all of these consequences of my eating disorder, I found myself pushed into saying enough is enough. So I went to treatment. I left there feeling great. Then I relapsed. I went back to treatment. Here I am, weight restored, relatively healthy besides the issues I can't reverse. I follow my meal plan every day, listen to my body, eat when I'm hungry, don't overexercise, It is literally a full-time job committing to recovery food. So you can imagine my frustration with the world when I am all of a sudden being bombarded by the latest diet trends everywhere I look. Wrap yourself skinny. Drink the superfood shake. Don't eat that processed crap. Join my fitness accountability group. Do I need to go on? What is happening? I spent years in treatment trying to develop a healthy relationship with you, food, trying to let it sink in that you are not bad that it's all about balance and getting the nutrients you need to feel your best. And yeah, that also means not denying myself a cookie or a damn muffin when I feel like it. I have been trying to be okay with eating how I truly want, not how others think I should. But I can only take so much of this diet stuff. I can't have a conversation with someone, log into my Facebook, go to a coffee shop without calories, weight loss, or some new get skinny quick scheme being thrown into my face. The problem is, The logical part of me who wants to stay in recovery knows that these schemes are bullshit. But the eating disorder loves this. It loves to just kind of tap me on the shoulder sometimes and say, hey, why don't you just order those shakes? It could be a healthy replacement for lunch if you're on the go. Or, hey, you really don't get enough exercise these days. Why don't you just order that new insane fitness program everyone is raving about? My question is, food, how in the world am I expected to stay on track to a healthy, balanced life when everywhere I turn these days is a tempting reason for me to go back to my old ways. I know that trying one of these diets, cleanses, programs will only restrict what I am allowed to eat, thus ruining all the progress I've made. But it is so hard food. Are these people right? Are there foods I need to stay away from? It's so hard not to be tempted or convinced when I'm feeling so vulnerable. Would trying any of these programs hurt me Or can I do it in a way that is healthy? Sincerely, Tired But Tempted of the Diet Industry. Hey, Tired And Tempted. First of all, thank you so much for your letter. And I am with you. All those cleanses, detox, diet plans, they are all bullshit. Unfortunately you know, dieting and the diet industry is more than just a moneymaker. It's now part of our culture. It has seeped into what we hear, what we see every day. And the thin ideal, or at least chasing that thin ideal, is a part of most of our psyche and considered this normal way of eating. I hate it. And it sounds like you hate it too. So just know you're not alone we're together on this one but it's it is going to take a lot of bravery and courage for you to continue on this path and i can tell you're already using those qualities those strengths of yours so i encourage you to continue with what you're doing this is a really good important fight that you're doing i hear you are exhausted and you know, there may be someone listening that has never experienced an eating disorder or has never met anyone met anyone with an eating disorder. And if you haven't had that experience, there is something that's really important to know about the conversation we're having today. And eating disorder has three key ingredients to it. There, when it first starts, we know that there's three things that are going on. One is a change in eating habits, which often looks like a diet. The other is negative body image. And the third is this genetic kind of connection to an eating disorder. So what that means is someone who has the genetics for an eating disorder, if they go on a diet and have some body hate going on, there's a really good chance that they're going to experience this eating disorder. And what's so dangerous about this, of course, is that eating disorders have the highest fatality rate of any mental illness. So they need to be taken seriously. I wish I could tell just by looking at someone if they had an eating disorder because then I would just hand them a card and set sa- that says never diet, stay safe. Um but of course we can't tell by looking at someone and that is why we need to make sure we have universal precautions and we um do not do not promote dieting. There is something that really sucks about all this. Unfortunately, diet culture is such a part of the way we live now. You know the way that bodies are considered to be ideal. Um, We're we're supposed to look a certain way in order to be healthy. We're supposed to be a certain size. A certain size is beautiful. Um, These are all things that are culturally part of the way that a society we're deeming as normal. So striving for that is also considered normal. So dieting and eating less, exercising more, even when it gets to this place where it's not in a health promoting um, pattern is considered considered normal eating. So when tired and tempted was talking about her struggles, you know, something that I was thinking about is, wow, we're really helping people recover in a world that has not yet recovered from its own eating disorder. That's got to be exhausting. So, you know, keep in mind with an eating disorder, someone who has that in their in their DNA, in their biology, going against the diet culture and not pursuing thinness can feel like going against their biology it can feel like it's going against their physiology it's something that will feel totally wrong but through the months and months of treatment that sounds like this letter writer went through she was was taught how to do the right thing even if it felt like the wrong thing at least that's what i do with my clients and you know, the letter writer described going to treatment twice and quote unquote, going to treatment, what that looks like, if you've never experienced this, um, it means that someone goes to a residential treatment facility on average for four to six months. so it's it's a long time. It's a lot of um, a person has to give up a lot of their life in order to pursue physical and mental health. So no wonder this letter writer is just, You know, really pissed off with how the culture is screaming the disorder. She spent all this time, probably money, and missed out on a lot in order to pursue recovery. So I hope this conversation today, letter writer, helps give you some more support. And I do want to give you some, I thought about four different things that I think you can do to help yourself stay on the path of recovery. And one of them is to quarterly set up meetings with your team. And I don't know how long you've been on a treatment, but anybody who's pursued inpatient treatment, I would recommend just once a season, set up appointments with your dietitian, with your um, therapist and a medical provider. Even if it's not necessary, I think it's a really great um Proactive thing to just have on the calendar. Something that I've learned about eating disorders is that they can be sneaky, just like the letter writer says. They're so rational and sweet at times and innocent, but they kind of creep in that way. And if a person doesn't have anything on their calendar to meet with an eating disorder team member, and the the voice is kind of creeping in and getting stronger to practice the eating disorder. There's a lot of times then, once it's really in the thick of controlling behavior, a person has a harder time scheduling those appointments. So, you know, just proactively having them on the calendar and just having even like a 30 minute check in with all your providers, I find um, that just helps prevent slips and it just kind of keeps people on the path as well as bouncing ideas about how to continue recovery. So that's one thing that I would encourage you to do. And another one is to also find normal eaters. There's a lot of people out there who are obsessed with dieting and using a meal plan or tracking uh, with their Fitbit and exercising all the time. But, you know, there's also people out there that are eating using mindfulness, attuned eating, intuitive eating. Um, There's also people who aren't obsessed with exercise And depending on where you live, that may be hard to find people who are not identifying with diet culture and the thin ideal, but there are people out there. I talk more about normal eating and how to find people who are normal eating, excuse me, normal eaters in episode seven of this Love Food podcast. So be sure to check that out. And um, you know, normal eating, I always kind of think of like, quote unquote, normal eating because disorder eating is kind of... Normal now, but normal eating in the way that we're talking about is really important. And I think if you can surround yourself by more people who are doing that, you will feel a little less like a salmon swimming against the stream. So, another thing is a tough recommendation, and I I find it can be very helpful, and it is to do a different kind of detox, certainly not one with um, food choices, because um, if your liver is not working, you don't need a food detox. You need a hospital. Our liver is the one that does those that detoxing. But the kind of detox that I'm going to recommend to you is a social media detox. Seeing social media posts that are saturated with weight focus, uh, diet focus, or over-exercise kind of a focus can be really hard on our noggins, even when we haven't experienced an experience in eating disorder. So if you're getting messages in your brain because of your eating disorder history and you know since it's in your biology, then having another source of that kind of conversation is something that's really working against you. So I would encourage you to either streamline your Facebook feeds and just spend some time telling fe- Facebook feedback, like I don't like seeing these ads, um, blocking or hiding certain people. Um, I love that you can do that on Facebook now, not necessarily just not remove them as a friend, but just hide them from your feed. I think that's super helpful to keep certain negative energies out. And, you know, if it's if it's too hard to go completely um, without social media, I would encourage you, let a writer and anyone else struggling with something similar to particularly avoid social media during stressful times. And, um, you know, This is the end of March, and for many people, April is the time when um, they're starting to think about bathing suit season, and I know the Facebook feed is going to be saturated with lots of diet ads for that reason, and so this may be a good time to go on that kind of social media detox. So experiment with that, and I I hope that helps. And another um, kind of idea I had for you, Letter Writer, is to continue to stay in your body, to continue to stay attuned. Um, another word for that, of course, is intuitive eating. And intuitive eating is something that I talk about in a lot of these podcasts. And you'll find, especially in episode three, that we talk about intuitive eating, especially as it relates to motherhood. And intuitive eating is a book that was uh, written by two dietitians, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. And um, if you haven't read it, certainly... Get it. It's something that is a kind of an an eating disorder recovery Bible. And the more you can just stay in your body, you know, hearing all the noise from the diet culture, whether it's ads or conversations or those temptations, when you hear them, a really cool thing that we can do is we can check in with our body, you know, check in with how your body is experiencing food, how it's experiencing movement. And it'll let you know what it needs. And so, you know, the the messages you're getting from the diet culture is just going to be it – won't, it won't be able to go deep enough to um, really get to the heart of what your body needs. Only your body has that wisdom. You know, any kind of piece of paper or picture doesn't have that power. Your body has the power. So stay attuned to that. And one way to help that kind of muscle – that attunement muscle be stronger and able to withstand diet culture is to practice more meditation. And something that I love to use to promote meditation is an app, which I think is hilarious. Um, I remember the first time I told my therapist about this meditation app I found. (laughs) She thought it was hilarious because it kind of seems to go against um, what mindfulness is all about. But The app that I love and I would encourage you to check out, it's called Insight Timer. And I'll be sure to put a link to it in the show notes. It has wonderful um, tools for us who are those of us who are new to meditation. I I tend to prefer meditation that is through guided imagery or guided meditations. And there are hundreds to thousands of different free guided meditations on there. And then there's also a way to meditate with just um, a timer and a bell is is rung to let you know when it's all done. And um, so I would encourage you to look into that because the more um, a person gets practice with meditation, the more their body can stay attuned. And the more attuned you are, tired and tempted, the less likely that the diet, diet culture will be able to break through and be able to convince your body that it can't trust itself. So one other thing, letter writer, that I wanted to mention. You mentioned in your letter that you were most tempted at the times when you were feeling vulnerable. And when I read your letter, I wanted to like highlight that a lot because I thought that was really important. And in fact, I think that's the key part of all of this struggle for you in this letter is the vulnerability. And when we're feeling vulnerable our body can find ways to raise its own kind of like surrender white flag. And I have a feeling that the temptation to diet or the temptation from the diet culture is coming at times when you are feeling the most vulnerable for a reason. And in a way, it's kind of a way to say that let's use this diet culture to help you instead of to always hurt you. And the next time you feel that temptation – to to diet or take the plunge with some kind of gimmick. I want you to ask yourself something. I want you to ask, what else is going on before this temptation? And I mean like right before. You know, what were you experiencing? Were you feeling something? Were you hearing a message? Where were you feeling it? Where were you experiencing it? Try to locate in your body where you may have been experiencing Some kind of discomfort. And that I think is the key for you to have further recovery. Because I think there's something there. And in that moment, you may be able to recognize oh, I was feeling anxious, or I was feeling um, disconnected, I was feeling lonely, or bored, or angry, or I heard a message in my brain that was telling me that I was worthless, or stupid, or lazy. You know, there could be many different things that you're experiencing. And once you identify what's going on right before the temptation, something really cool can happen because having that tangible information, what you do is you look at it and examine it and ask yourself, when I'm feeling anxious, what do I really need? Or when I'm feeling lonely, what do I really need? And so, whenever you're craving a diet or tempted in some way by diet culture, I would encourage you to stop and then ask yourself, okay, what was just going on right before that temptation? And what you can do with that then, once you locate that information and you have it, it's tangible, then you can ask yourself, am I, am I getting that enough? You know, for example, if you're feeling the temptation right after experiencing some deep loneliness, maybe loneliness... Something that helps you feel less lonely is to connect with a friend. And it could literally just be texting with a friend or calling a friend or sending an email. And so knowing, okay, when I'm feeling lonely, this is what I need. The next time you feel tempted to diet or do something that's more pursuing the thin ideal, text somebody or call someone or do whatever you know you need to do when you're actually experiencing these discomforts. So instead of feeling betrayed by our culture and feeling like there's just no way you're going to be able to recover because our world hasn't yet, I would encourage you to practice with using this temptation as a message from your body that has an unmet need and experiment with how to best meet those needs. Once you're able to do that, you may see yourself feeling taller and stronger and more armed in our culture, and you may just notice that you had all the information all along to keep this recovery going strong. So food has written you back tired and tempted. Thank you so much for your letter. I really appreciate it, and please keep us posted on how things are going. I do hope this helps, and I cannot wait to hear what food has to say. Dear Tired and Tempted, your eating disorder is being sneaky and don't trust it. It likes to jump on the coattails of diet culture because together they disconnect you from your own innate wisdom to promote health. Whenever they strike, consider what's underneath the message rather than believing the messenger. Food will never cause the guilt and shame. Only diets and eating disorders do that. Your courage is inspiring You're so very worth this hard work. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and wanna change? I wanna help. Send your Dear Food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care.